Welcome to the Your Health, Your Way podcast, the health podcast for renegades. I'm Martha, a family nurse practitioner and the creator of the website, therenegadenp.com. I have over 10 years of clinical experience helping patients heal their bodies and feel their best. I'm here to share actionable information about integrative health, nutrition, and fitness that can get you started on your journey to optimal wellness. I'm also here to answer your questions and talk with health and wellness experts. Remember that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Just a quick note before I get started, I have really been struggling with trying to figure out what sort of information to put out that is useful for people and that doesn't contribute to information overload because I feel like there's a lot of that happening right now. It's kind of a fine balance between pretending that nothing is wrong and making sure that people have access to information from reliable sources. So if you're not listening to this in real time, I am recording this episode in April of 2020 and we are in the midst of a global pandemic. The topic for the episode that I'm doing today is CBD, and I actually decided that this met the criteria for a good balance between generally useful information and something that might help you if you're looking for ways to stay healthy and calm during this crazy time. The one thing that I do want to make sure to mention specifically related to coronavirus and COVID-19 is that there is so much that we don't know. There's probably more that we don't know than that we do know. And CBD is something that I've recently started using specifically because of its ability to modulate the immune system, as well as its positive impact on inflammatory lung conditions. However, please do not interpret this information as me saying that it will prevent you from getting COVID-19 or cure you if you do get it. As I talked about in the video that I did on IGTV a couple of weeks ago, from my perspective, the goal right now is to figure out what you can do to minimize risks and not make things worse. I know that sounds like kind of a lousy approach, but when you're dealing with something that you know so little about and that the information that we do know is constantly changing, there really aren't a lot of better options. So let's talk about CBD. CBD is something that I get asked about by my patients all the time. There's a lot of misconceptions about it and what it does and what it doesn't do, as well as some important considerations when it comes to the quality and delivery system. Anecdotally, I found that the effectiveness of CBD is pretty variable across people and conditions. However, the more that I learn about it, the more I'm under the impression that that is actually due more to dosage and the quality of the product and less about the person or the condition. Though individuals absolutely react differently to all medications and supplements, so that's I'm not saying that that doesn't matter. The problem with something like CBD is that when something becomes super trendy and highly sought after, there tends to suddenly be a lot of hype and BS claims that start popping up, as well as a lot of subpar products. So first, let's talk about the basics because understanding exactly what CBD is and what it does and doesn't do is helpful in dispelling a lot of the misunderstandings surrounding it. So CBD stands for cannabidiol, and it is just one of the hundreds of chemicals referred to as cannabinoids. These chemicals are found in the cannabis plant, which includes both marijuana and hemp. CBD and THC are the two main cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. THC is the psychoactive compound that's responsible for the high people experience when they use marijuana, but CBD does not have the same effect. 
CBD can come from the marijuana plant with a high THC content, so anywhere from around 5 to 35%, or it can come from the hemp plant with a very low THC content, usually less than about 0.3%. This lower THC extract is what is legal to purchase in all 50 states. One of the biggest misconceptions I see surrounding CBD is that people want it to be THC-free. However, a truly full-spectrum CBD product does have a very small amount of THC in it. But you actually want that because all of these compounds need to be present in order for it to work synergistically. They all work together to create the specific health benefits that are found from CBD. There is a widely accepted idea that the world in the world of allopathic medicine that isolation of one nutrient or compound has the same effect and side effect profile that you might get from a whole plant, but that is not at all how it works. You really need that synergistic effect in most cases. Our bodies have something called the endocannabinoid system, which is involved in singling in signaling many aspects of our body including our central nervous system, immune system, and inflammatory response. There are two types of receptors in the endocannabinoid system, CB1 and CB2. THC acts on CB1 receptors, which are found mostly in your brain and nervous system. CB2 receptors are found throughout the body and on immune cells. CBD binds more readily to CB2 receptors and actually enhances your body's own endocannabinoid system activity, which actually improves its overall function. One of the really interesting parts about CBD is that it can enhance or inhibit the transmission of signals between cells. For example, it it enhances the signaling of GABA, which inhibits excessive neurotransmission and is one of the reasons that CBD has a calming and anti-anxiety effect. There are a lot of beneficial effects of CBD on the body. It has anti-inflammatory effects, anoxalytic effects, which is anti-anxiety, combats oxidative stress, and can be useful in controlling pain. Keeping those things in mind, you can see how CBD would be incredibly beneficial to almost any health condition you can think of. Pain, inflammation, and oxidative stress are three things that are a major contributor to almost every single chronic disease we know about. The conditions that respond best to CBD and have the most research to back up its use are anxiety and mood disorders such as depression, as well as conditions that are directly related to inflammation such as arthritis, pain, and autoimmune disease. One really well-studied example of the anti-inflammatory effects of CBD is in inflammatory lung disease. In this application, the evidence shows that CBD actually inhibits the migration and action of some immune cells and their associated pro-inflammatory cytokines, so those are just uh, inflammatory signaling molecules, which decreased the immune response and allowed the lungs to function appropriately. In relation to autoimmune disease, CBD actually reprograms memory T cells, which are the cells that mistakenly tell the immune system to attack your own body. One thing that I do want to point out is that while there is a lot of evidence supporting the use of CBD, we don't actually have what is called dose-response studies. So those are the studies that are done with drugs and supplements that tell us how much, how often, and in what form to take something for a specific disease or condition. So we don't actually have that for CBD. There are also a number of drug interactions that can occur when you use CBD, so it's really important to talk to your personal healthcare provider before you start using it. I think it's important to mention, too, that in relation to anxiety, some people do actually experience a paradoxical reaction, so rather than making their anxiety better, they seem to get more anxious when they use CBD. 
Other conditions that have promising research to support the use of CBD in managing them are seizures, PTSD, inflammatory bowel disease, infections such as MRSA, as well as cancer. Please be sure to talk to your healthcare provider before you decide to use CBD to treat any of those conditions. Also, a lot of the research does not necessarily indicate that CBD is an appropriate alternative to conventional treatment, but it may be helpful as an adjunctive therapy. So don't take CBD and expect it to have the same effect as some of the conventional treatments. It's better used to complement um, a conventional treatment. There are also a number of topical applications for CBD, particularly for skin infections such as MRSA which is methicillin-resistant staph aureus. And some of the research indicates that it works even better when it's used in conjunction with uh, manuka honey, which is also known to have antimicrobial effects. And manuka honey is actually something, it's they make bandages that are used in hospitals that are um, infused with manuka honey because it does have such a powerful antimicrobial um, properties. And then CBD can also be used topically for pain, which you definitely want to find a product that is specifically formulated for topical use if you're using it topically for pain. One of the biggest problems with CBD products is the poor bioavailability of the CBD. This is probably one of the main reasons why people try a CBD product and then report not feeling anything. In addition, many of these products are often spiked for lack of a better term, with CBD isolate in order to increase the dosage. And remember that CBD isolate is that taking a specific compound out of a plant. It is not the full spectrum, um, so it doesn't have the same effect. The isolate does not have the same effect as a full spectrum CBD product. The other problem is the delivery system. So CBD is fat soluble, which is why it's always in a really oily substance when you buy it in a bottle. I am not super well-versed in the specifics of how this works, but the gist of it is that your body has to encapsulate it in your stomach so that it can get through to your bloodstream. And this process is pretty inefficient when it comes to CBD. So if you consume 20 milligrams of CBD, somewhere in the realm of 90% of that is lost and only about two milligrams makes it into your blood. One of my favorite brands of CBD is Ojai Energetics, and that's why I like them because they've actually figured out how to improve the delivery system. So it's already encapsulated without anything synthetic, and it's about the encapsulation process makes it about the same size as it would be if the process was done by your gut. So you're actually kind of getting to skip a step, which makes it more bioavailable for you. So This increases the bioavailability of the product, which is a big deal, because if you're only getting about 10% of the dosage you consume with a different product, you could be spending a lot of money, sometimes up to thousands of dollars on CBD to get adequate dosage. So you typically need around 200 to 500 milligrams of CBD. So that means you'd need to start with 2,000 to 5,000 milligrams, which in many cases is more than a whole bottle of some products. So it's really important to make sure that you have a product that is bioavailable. There's a whole lot more science to that, and I am not qualified to talk about it, but hopefully that helps you understand the gist and why quality is important. And actually, quality is probably the single most important thing um, in order to make sure you can see why it would be to make sure that you're getting a really... um, bioavailable product and you're not wasting your money on something that is going to give you two milligrams when you really need 200. Then as far as dosage goes, 
the more CBD you use, the lower your dosage will actually need to be over time. So like some other medications, you need to prime the pump with a loading dose, which then upregulates your endocannabinoid system. And the good news and the bad news about dosing for CBD is that it's a moving target. So in general, over time, you'll need less to keep your system up and working and to keep your symptoms from coming back. But in times of stress, such as maybe the current situation, or maybe during an autoimmune flare, you might need more for a short period of time. The other thing I really like about Ojai Energetics, which I don't think applies to other brands, but I may be wrong because I haven't done a ton of research, is the way that they've encapsulated their product. You can actually titrate your dosage by the way that it tastes. I know that that sounds completely bizarre, but it really works. If you look it up on their website, they have a dosage guide. And when you buy their product, it comes with um, a little insert that tells you exactly how that works. So you start with a small amount and you add more from the dropper and it goes from tasting bitter to tasting sweet. And once it goes to tasting completely sweet, that's how you know that you've hit your appropriate dosage. They also have an alternative dosing um, regimen for people who have a hard time with that because it is a little tricky to really dial it in sometimes. And again, this doesn't necessarily apply to other brands, which is why I like that product so much. And this is not sponsored. This is just a product that I use and that I really like. The other product that I've used and um, have had good luck with is New Leaf Naturals. They have more of a traditional delivery system, so I'm not really sure about how the bioavailability stacks up. But the thing that attracted to me that to their brand originally, that was the first brand that I used, was their third-party testing. So you can look up um, based on the lot number on your bottle and see that it is, in fact, full spectrum as verified by a third-party lab. Ojai Energetics is also third-party tested um, in addition to the other things I like about them. That's actually kind of like a bare minimum for me when it comes to choosing a lot of products is third-party testing because that just means that someone else, not the company themselves, is verifying that the product is what it says it is. And that's really important, especially on something where the labeling requirements may not be as tightly regulated as you might think. So the recommended dosage um, for New Leaf Naturals is about 250 milligrams per day, which I definitely noticed some effects from using it, but I just didn't find that it was quite as good for me as the Ohio Energetics product. So I um, switched to Ohio Energetics from New Leaf Naturals, but I do really like the New Leaf Naturals product. And that's actually what I actually started using it on my dogs and I started with New Leaf Naturals and then I started taking it because my dogs were like different animals completely once they started using it. Um, So that's kind of how I started using it. Also, just a note about animals, you have to be really careful with the products that you use, the CBD products that you use for animals. You cannot give them one that says that it's for humans. You have to make sure that you're getting one specifically for pets because if they get too much THC, it's it can be really bad for them. So you want to make sure that you are, if you're using it for your pets, that you're using a pet-specific product. So who should not use CBD? If you are pregnant or breastfeeding, you should not use CBD because the effects are not well understood. And THC does cross the placenta and is able to enter breast milk. So it is likely that CBD does the same. But as is the problem with a lot of... Um, information about supplements and medications with pregnant women, 
it's hard to do research and it's hard to get that information. So the general recommendation is that you don't use CBD products when you are um, pregnant or breastfeeding. Also, if you're taking any medication that is metabolized by the cytochrome P450 enzyme, you will need to consult your doctor because CBD interacts with those enzymes and it can either enhance or inhibit the effect of other medications that are also metabolized in that way. The list of medications that is metabolized by those enzymes is really long, so definitely check with your doctor before you um, start using CBD if you're taking any prescription medications. This is also the reason why the cytochrome P450 is also the reason why it is advised that you avoid grapefruit juice with many medications. So if you're taking a medication where it says don't take, don't drink grapefruit juice or eat grapefruit with this medication, that is a good indicator that it is because of the cytochrome P450 enzymes and CBD is something that you would need to use caution with. Again, please check with your healthcare provider. So there's a lot about CBD that I did not cover in this episode. I kind of just wanted to give a basic overview. Um, There's a lot of science involved in this, and I didn't want to get too nitty gritty because I feel like that's just not always super helpful. So if you have questions, you can feel free to reach out to me and I would be happy to answer them. I am compiling a Q&A episode. So I've got a list of questions that I will eventually get around to answering. So you can feel free to reach out via um, the contact form on my website, which is therenegadenp.com and ask me your questions about CBD. I'd be happy to get back to you on those. Um, And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you left a rating or a review on iTunes. That just helps other people find these episodes um, and this podcast and get the information out so that it is available and easily found by other people. And if you are not subscribed to the Your Health, Your Way podcast, be sure to subscribe because that way you will never miss an episode. Occasionally, I will do an episode that is only for subscribers and... I'm not going to tell you how that happens or what will happen if I do that, Um, but just make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss out on anything that I share here. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.